Hi, I'm Harry. And I'm Simon. Together we sell all sorts of antiques and collectibles from our two auction houses in Windsor and in Devon. But where do the items come from? Join us as we chat about house clearances, our weird and wonderful finds, and interview others in the antiques and auction trade, and if we're honest, just about any other topic that happens to come to mind. Welcome back to The Gavel and the Gabble. Uh, it's Harry here, and I'm joined as ever by... That would be my bit, right? Okay. Uh, we should have rehearsed this before we started this, Harry. Um, it's Simon here from uh, Devon. Still rhymes with heaven. Delighted to be here. Seriously not. Number of complaints we get. At least one listener has said, you're not funny. Oh, at least one. <laughs> to be honest, I'll take that as a compliment. How's your day? Day's been really good, thank you. Day's been really good. It is the day after the Lime Bay auctions, as you well know, because you were there with me by my side for the auction, and it was, well, really quite a spectacular auction. By far our best auction of the year, wouldn't you say? It was busy. I never used the word spectacular. It was spectacular. But it was a, it was a great success, and we had some... Uh, um, do you know what was nice for me because I know we have differing opinions on this, is it was a busy room. And that is very true. In fact, I think in the first, I want to say 60 or 70 lots, and this is yeah. no offence to online, but I think in the first 70 lots, online only won two lots. Yeah, two or three lots, it was incredible. And we have been so used to being hugely focused with the online activity that to have a really busy room with lots of happy bidders and traders and locals and people that had traveled just for the sale because there was some particularly interesting stuff there. Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? It was a really fantastic atmosphere. I'm still kind of buzzing a little bit. Oh, it was brilliant. Well, you, you weren't very caring. I'd like to draw your attention to this. So when I left... What, towards you or...? To me, uh, towards me. When I left, dear li listeners, I left and I... Uh, so I'm driving up the A303, for one of the best description, uh, heading to Windsor, uh, other auction house. So it's been... A, we were a long on time on the rostrum. We're sitting, it was about 10.30 till 4, 4.30, something like that. I don't know, whatever. But it's a long time. Any case, so I'm driving up and um, I get loads of warning lights after half an hour on my car because I'm sad that I drive a pickup truck. Um, it will take me about nine hours to get any rescue because I have to send a big thing to come and load me up and take me away. And it turns out I've got a slowish, <laughs> not slow enough, puncture. So I drive up the A303 stopping at every petrol station and service station to pump up my tyre. I <laughs> message you about said drama in my life, which meant that it took me hours to get home. I was in the pub. Yeah, there you go. Not a single message of complaint. Uh, com uh, compassion, complaint. Compassion, nothing. To be honest, it would have been a complaint because you'd have disturbed me with my beer in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trundling along going, I know exactly where he is. He's having a large glass of wine in an establishment, celebrating some success, which we will get to in a second. And I am, yet again, putting a pound in a machine to pump up my tyre. <laughs> did you pump it up yourself or did you get someone else to do it? Oh, weirdly, uh, they don't offer that service uh, throughout my journey. 
Um, and I don't know, I mean, I don't know about you, but that's not something I get offered very often. Um, but um, yeah, now, let me, can I tell you about my day? Go on then. We cleared a house yesterday, or our team cleared a house yesterday while you and I were auctioneering. And um, we got a phone call, and some of it, sadly, not most of it came back to the auction house, but some of it uh, had to be uh, taken to the tip for recycling. And um, we got a phone call this morning from somebody who said they were our client and they wanted a couple of chairs back. And we said, we're terribly sorry, those went to the tip yesterday as per the agreed instructions. The client then said, or this individual then said, would you ring the tip and get these chairs back? It's not quite how it works. We then thought, this is odd, and rang, said, we're doing a bit of security checking here, and rang back our client, who had not rung us that morning, today. And it turned out it was a neighbour trying to steal the chairs. No! Yeah. That's outrageous. So he'd seen these chairs, or, or knew the chairs from the deceased estate, and was trying to blame our company and pinch him, basically. I don't, there's no other way of dressing it up. I'm not no, using anybody's no, names. Fair. But I'm so stunned. I'm so stunned. I don't even, I don't even know where to go with it. And that's my day. <laughs> coupled with the fact, uh, coupled with the fact that, um, and we're loving BT at the moment, that every Monday... Um, it's going to be a tradition because it happened last Monday, which was a bank holiday when we were working. And this Monday, um, we don't have any phones or internet in the, uh, certain areas of, of Windsor. Uh, so that's really helpful. <laughs> well, that's really unhelpful. Absolutely. Yeah. That's... So, so that 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 with this gentleman trying to individual trying to pinch our chairs has uh, yeah I can't I can't believe it. Right. Sorry. My rant is over. Let's go back to yesterday. Uh, when we're in the rostrum. People are far more interested in that than people being devious and stealing chairs. Tell me about Matchbox Toys. We did have a fabulous day um, and we had our second instalment from a private collector of Matchbox cars, which were equally as successful as last month's with hundreds of bidders, hundreds of interested parties, because they are all absolutely mint condition, boxed, unplayed with, unplay worn, anyway. So we're trundling through, aren't we, Harry, our 70-odd lots, and... That's a very Harry word. I do a lot of trundling. A lot of trundling, yes. And we get to one particular lot, which was yet another group of six boxed matchbox cars, only unusually for this lot, we've got a phone bid, whereas it was live bidding, bidding in the room, bidding on the internet for all the others, all achieved way over estimate, fantastic. Only this set of cars, we've got a phone bid, no others, which is always interesting. The internet kicks off and I think we'd estimated, actually I don't want to talk about that bit. <laughs> yeah, no, no, let's talk no, about that. Bit. Okay, okay. I think we'd estimated the six cars as we had with all the other batches of six cars at 60 to 100 pounds. Yeah. On the way through, most, most for those, of them for those, did, for podcasts, this isn't good for this, but I am grinning at this moment, but carry on. <laughs> <laughs> and to put it in perspective, most of the clutches of six cars made anywhere between. 
100 pounds and what would you say, three, 400 tops, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Only this six made two and a half thousand. That was a good day, wasn't it? For little teeny tiny cars. Sold. Uh, Simon, where are you heading on the 22nd uh, to the 25th of September? Well, one of those days at least. I'm glad you asked, Harry, because I am heading your way and heading to Henley for the fabulous Henley Decor Fair. Mate, great fair. There's about 180 dealers, a riverside setting. You can even bring the dog. We take Bertie, the dog, uh, free parking and... This is not a word I use, but this has been written for me. It's got a great vibe. <laughs> a great vibe. The great team that run the fair bill it as a lifestyle event uh, that has everything to inspire the vintage lover, is that an old person, or interior designer in us all. That's exactly what it's like, mate. And for those who want to make a day or evening of it, there's great food stalls. I'm all over that. Oh, funny that. Bars. I'm all over that. And surprisingly, there's a vintage tea room that sells cake. Neither of us are going there. <laughs> so the food stalls are for you. The bars are for me. The vintage tea room. Well, somebody will love it. Uh, there's even, by the way, Harry, this is right up your Straza, an 80s disco night on Saturday the 24th. Get your tickets from the website. Be quick. They're at www.henleydecorfair.com. Mate, I might join you there. Oh, look forward to it. 80s disco it is. Fair warning, and we are sold. Now, on the subject of cars, I'm hugely proud of you for that because I thought that was a great achievement and it was a superb collection to win and get into the uh, auction. Um, but on the subject of cars, now we can put this finally to bed. How did your Saab get on? Sorry, you're breaking up, Harry. I can't, I can't. <laughs> have you gone up, so, have you gone last, up a bridge? Last... No. no, sorry, what, nice what's that, Harry? Last <laughs> lot of the day, huge yeah. build-up. I mean, a massive build-up. It's been featured endlessly on this podcast. Um, mm. It's uh, on, on the front of a catalogue, I think, somewhere. Social media mm. posts, Instagram posts. Yeah. We we still own it, don't we? Yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 yeah, it, it didn't, didn't sell. Okay, didn't so moving on. Moving on, Matchbox cars. In fact, in fact, it would be fair to say, teeny tiny cars we're really good with. It seems big grown-up cars, not quite so great. I still stand by that Saab. Well, you're going to be standing by it for some some considerable time, mate. <laughs> well, to be fair, I'll be standing by it when the scrap man comes and loads it onto the flatbed and takes it off for crushing. No, I... Okay, okay. I'll buy something else. Right, I'll tell you what I do want to talk about, though, and I do need to get this off my chest, right? So we have featured this in the previous webcast as well. Um, and yesterday was the day that we got to sell all of the Harry Potter wizardy wands, wasn't it? Hang on, hang on a second, um, uh, wizardy wand person. Did you just refer to this as a webcast? <laughs> I don't know. Is it? Yeah, I think you did. David, make sure in, in the edit, keep that in. <laughs> keep that in keep that in it's a, I'm starting trends sorry but the 90 year old business partner I seem to have inherited <laughs> sorry go on with your wands right but here's the thing so first and foremost all of the wands sold this is only a shock to you the best bit though was 
once the catalogue went live, within 12 hours, we had an irate email from a man, a grown-up man, who said, I would like to draw your attention. I'm assuming that's how he sounded. I mean, it was an email, so I don't I know. Don't think we, I don't think we need the voice. I don't think that's going to cancelled. I think, uh, no, no, we I don't. Think we absolutely do. Right. So the email said, I would like to, dear sirs, I would like to draw your attention to the fact that your Harry Potter ones are, in fact, fakes. Okay. And I, I assumed that he was going to put at the bottom, and so is that unicorn you're riding. Because that's <laughs> fakes as well, isn't it? Right. How exactly does a grown man come to the opinion that any wand could be real and that therefore our ones are fake? I swear to God, I lost my mind contemplating a response to that particular, your wands are fakes. Really? Okay. Well, yeah, I have taken out half a dozen and tried to turn water into wine. And you're absolutely right, sir. They're all fakes. Feel better now. I'm glad you got that out of the chest. I think what Simon's saying is, because he rants and raves about this one thing and just doesn't get it, um, that um, he had lotted them up incorrectly in any case. Oh, here put, we go. No, and put, have, no. And put the wrong houses... And he put Dumbledore and um, Voldemort together. He shall not be named and all this sort of stuff. And it was interesting because we had an awful lot of good quality. Simon has had a really impressive month um, hunting down and collecting these lots from a variety of sources. And um, so hats off to him. But um, not knowing and not having read any of the books, um, it was quite entertaining from a person who's you know, I'm I'm a little bit addicted to it, as were lots of people in the room. Um, and in fact, we had the owner of a, a Harry shop. Potter, uh, a Harry Potter uh, themed shop, who was who there. was absolutely charming, but who also got on my case about the fact that that you mixed up Doodle Door with Trumble Dumble, stop and it, stop skin, it, stop Skindle it. Flindle Muddle Door and. <laughs> And witchy warlocks and trolls under the bridge. Now, maybe for goodness sake. Well, what do I you think, mean? I mix the wands up. I, I think. Mean, I think the important. Listen thing from to this, yourself. I think the important thing from this. Listen to is, what you're saying. I, I'm very happy with what I'm saying. Is to say that, um, thank goodness, as we all agreed after the auction yesterday, when chatting to various people who were loading their uh, purchases into vehicles and cars and some very happy purchases, particularly in the in the Harry Potter memorabilia and uh, wand section, um, that one auctioneer knowing what he's talking about on a particular subject and one not leads to, one, quite a lot of humorous exchanges on the rustroom. Um, me, and, uh, me, I think I actually got punched at one point for trying to correct him. <laughs> well, you deserved it, quite frankly. Um, and also that we continue to say uh, that Simon will never dampen down his strong opinions and views. They're not um, strong opinions, which is, Harry. They're not strong which opinions. Is why, wand, which is why he's a never allowed... wand is never going to be real, is it? Which is why he's never allowed access. <laughs> I want it, access I've, I've learned... I've learned that if you pretend he hasn't spoken, that's the easiest way. Just keep talking yourself. Um, that we're in good in, we're in good fettle. Next month, I'm going to get a pony, right? I'm going to get a pony. 
I'm going to stick a, a Cornetto on its nose. I'm going to call it a unicorn and we'll see if we can sell that. And I wonder if somebody will email in and go, that's not, that's not, that's not a real unicorn. Ah, now, nice segue into the uh, talking about horses. A flatbed truck arrived at our premises in Windsor today and delivered railings that were taken down years and years and years ago and were cleared uh, from Ascot Racecourse. And they are amazing. What, their ra- the real railings from Ascot Racecourse? Not the, not the horse rails. I don't think they are. They could be. But I think there were rails from around the um, racecourse from, from Victorian times. And they've got horses at the end of the, each rail. Uh, heads beautifully, beautifully cast. Um, so they're coming up in an auction, and um, that yeah, great fun, great fun. But that was that was quite entertaining this morning when that truck arrived. They haven't been there for years and years and years. There's, I mean, I've been going to Ascot for what forty odd years, and I don't remember them. That doesn't mean to say they weren't there, but I really don't remember them. Um, so that that's quite a fun thing that happened today. And they'll they'll be in the next auction, right? They're going to be in the sale in end of September, whenever that is. Yeah, well, that'll be fantastic. Uh, they're great fun. So that was horses. So we've done uh, horses um, to bits now. Uh, what? How's your? What else? What have you got coming up this week? Uh, this week we're obviously shipping and sending out matchbox toy cars by the truckload. Um, We've got some lovely clearances to have a look at. Well, I'm hoping they'll be lovely. You never can tell, can you? Um, but yeah, a busy old week. And the boys the boys might well be passing you tomorrow. They're on the way to Norfolk uh, to do a job in Norfolk tomorrow. So they've got an early start, bless them. Um, but from this job, we are collecting some rather outstanding modern designer furniture. And our very sweet client, who was a director um, for TV programs, a lovely chap and his wife. Um, I'm used to, <laughs> I love it when people drop stuff into a conversation. So these came out of our first house uh, in Covent Garden. So what now? Yes, our house in Covent Garden. I'm guessing real estate prices, that, that's, a, that's a nice house. So we've got some beautiful, beautiful furniture coming from there. Um, and he's <laughs> and Alan, who works for us, who is Devon and Dorset through and through, was magnificently aghast when he was told, uh, do be careful with those uh, two sofas, uh, Alan, because we paid 28,000 for those about 10 years ago. So we're getting those and they're rather beautiful, rather stunning. How lovely. So so you're going to Norfolk to collect all this stuff? I am not, no. We are we have cleared a fantastic property in Devon, um, and they are downsizing to Norfolk and we are basically as part of the job doing, as it were, a small removal, taking the stuff up With to you. Norfolk that they want. But today um, all the wonderful items that don't fit into the downsize, including these terrific terrific designer sofas came back to the auction house today how lovely gosh busy day packing and receiving packing and receiving exactly nice now i do have a question for you harry so yes somebody emailed me to say it was to both of us but i think it's really for you 
Uh, but it's quite an interesting qu question. If you were, you know, let's assume um, that we go bankrupt, that all the businesses collapse. Yes. I'm not saying our wives would leave us. I'm assuming they probably would. I doubt it, but go on. We are, mm, I'm not so sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are fully aware, and we, we have said this before, that having worked for ourselves and worked with each other for 15 years, don't get me wrong, this wasn't in, I've embellished their question. I was about to say, long old email. Long old email. <laughs> we have often said uh, that we are totally unemployable in, you know, by anybody else, because we just are, and the listeners can make up their own minds why. I'm sure they could make a huge list. So, assuming that it all collapses and... Okay, can we stop to... saying that? Because that's, that's really... I mean, it's not never going to happen, but it's quite... Yeah, carry on, move on. Let's be oh, more positive. Oh, it could What's do, What's the question? Harry, it could do... You're one bad meal away from bankruptcy. I don't think that's the right expression. No. Anyway. No, carry on. What either profession would you learn or what would you trade in to try and dig you out of this hole? Actually, the question was just, if you were going to be a trader, what would you trade in? Or if you were going to learn a profession, you know, like... Oh, right. Okay. Well, if I was going to come completely out of what we do now. Exactly. I, I yeah. embellished all the rest of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, um, if, I was to, if I was to stop doing what we do now and to go and do something. So trade. Um, rather terrifyingly, if I didn't trade antiques, I would probably try uh, teaching. Oh. So well, my, first ever, my first ever job, my first ever job was when I was very young, was as a student teacher. And I would probably go back to that. If I was going to trade in items, yeah. Yeah. I would tr I would probably trade in smaller things because I'm in, invariably lazy. Um, and uh, I would probably trade, I would probably train up and trade in silver, that sort of stuff. I quite find that quite interesting and fascinating. Um, but yeah, no, I'd probably, I'd probably change completely. Really? That doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't surprise you because you tell me I talk to you like you're a pupil all the time. Like, I'm, like I'm a child. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> no, I think I'm a bit past it teaching, and I think teaching models have changed. I've got loads of teachers in my family, loads and loads and loads of them. I'm inspired by people who are very good at it i don't think at this point i've got the patience um definitely not. yeah no i think that would be the issue um all the temperament but yeah no that's what i produce um but yeah but um yeah no trading it would have to be something small it would have to be something small and it couldn't be i mean i love glass i mm. love georgian glass as you know that's always yeah, when yeah. we first started that was the thing and i absolutely love it but i'm so cat-handed and um, so I just, I spent my entire life worried I'm going to break things. You know, something else I, I'm really interested in is watches. Now, I know that you're a massive watch fan. You, you know, that's one of your big Love things it. in life. The variables involved in that and the prices are just mm. absolutely outstanding. And it's quite... And the a, risk of getting it wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And the people who do it have cultivated, like the watch guru on Instagram is quite a famous dealer. And Trotters, um, really nice uh, bunch of contemporary dealers. Uh, that's a shop, Trotters, uh, if you follow them, want to look them up on Instagram. Fascinating bunch. 
uh, of people, and they've got real, real great reputation, particularly amongst younger buyers um, and that sort of stuff. And they really know their stuff. And I think, I think I'm a bit behind the bit behind the times to be able to pick it all up, if I'm honest. How about you? Um, do you know what I would weirdly? Because when you start in this business, you know, you tend to do a lot of furniture and you tend to do a lot of... But then as things ramp up, like you say, we then start to get the designer watches, then the expensive watches. I wouldn't do that. I I would love to learn more about... And, and if I had the time to... What's the word? To focus, to not have to do everything. It would be, weirdly, diamonds and antique jewellery. Because oh, nice. some of the things... That, some of the things that have passed through our collective hands on the diamonds front, some of the people that I've met dealing with diamond jewellery and the like have weirdly always been charming. Do you remember we had a magnificent Victorian diamond bracelet that also doubled as a, a piece that sits on a tiara and we had um, some lovely Jewish traders come down from Hatton Garden, London, and uh, we picked them up at the station and brought them down and they shared huge amounts of wisdom and insight and stories with us. Um, I'd like, I would do that. I would really want to get really, really good into the jewellery. So the basically we're stones. both saying, if you can't put it in a briefcase, we don't want to deal in it. <laughs> <laughs> if it's bigger, if it's bigger than a ring box... I don't want it. Which is quite funny because both um, our warehouses, particularly Windsor uh, this month so far, and it's only the beginning of the month, are full. Are full of stuff. Because of the volume of business at the moment out there and the, the number of people, as we've discussed before, downsizing and moving and selling. In fact, we went to a... The boys cleared a, um, a small barn this afternoon. Absolutely stuffed to the gills of uh, brown, uh, but quality brown... Uh, Victorian and a little bit of Georgian uh, furniture and the chap said it's been in here for we don't know how long as a family and it was at the it was in one side of their grounds and um, we were laughing and they said yeah we just we just suddenly thought well we should clear this and we can use this barn to put proper things in that we want and we said well and literally I mean there was a grandfather Japan grandfather clock it almost grown roots it been there for so long, God bless it. Remarkably, it, everything was in much better condition than we thought. Nice customers that do donated the whole lot, all the proceeds are going to cancer research. Oh, really? Oh, how fantastic. Yeah, yeah, everything, everything we sell, they've said, um, look, um, ch charity, I know it's close to all our hearts, um, but they said, um, he said, uh, look, you know, just... Uh, I'll tell you where to send it, but I don't want—I don't want any of the money. Just send it all to this particular branch of cancer research. There are some lovely people out there. Unbelievable, really. People are good. People are nice. People are. Uh, there are some really good people out there. We cleared a storage container of reasonable furniture, and that chap actually said, "Do you sponsor any charities?" I said, "We do a lot of work with the RNLI," and he went, "Fine, sell the lot, send them the money." And the lovely thing about the RNLI is they save you. <laughs> <laughs> they save me. Um, yeah, I burnt all that money out on my boat being rescued or having a, a corkscrew delivered. We sent the money and bless them, they sent us a lovely certificate saying thank you for donating 
XYZ amount of pounds, the RNLI, thanks you, blah, blah, blah. And we got to send that on. Quite a nice experience, really, rather than the humdrum of just selling stuff and sending people money. It was rather sweet all round. Humdrum. I don't think you should describe our industry as humdrum, mate. <laughs> well, sometimes it's some, for some people, it's just Any all about job. the money. It's Any all about job. the money. And sometimes it doesn't have to be. That is very true. Right then, fella. Um, we are chasing down um, the people for their interviews, uh, which will start very soon. So hopefully they'll be published. And then you've got a busy week, by the sounds of things, doing your furniture and all the rest of it. Um, and then we're going to get together next week, aren't we? Just be, just before you go, though. Yeah, of course we'll get together next week. I was very. Oh, worried. I was. I was trying. To, I, I was trying. I was trying to run away then. No, I know you were. I know you were. But just before you go. <laughs> You told me at the start of this podcast that we've got to be finished by a certain time because you're going off for dinner. But you won't tell me where you're going. And that, why won't you tell me where you're going for dinner? Uh, because it doesn't matter where I'm going out to. Harry Ballin, where are you <laughs> going for dinner? As we're using surnames, Simon Watson, I am walking the five feet from my the room I'm using to record this. This is not uh, true. To my dining room. It's not true. And on that happy note, another end, another episode of The Gavel and the Gavel. Why won't you tell me where you're uh, going? It's over.